on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on Thursday, April 22nd. Welcome home, everybody. The LA Galaxy will be playing in front of fans this weekend, for the first time in over a year, we're going to get you ready for that game. The New York Red Bulls in town. A lot to discuss in that. We have some breaking news for you. Absolutely breaking news. Nothing I've tweeted. Nothing that I've put out. Yes, I will drag it to the end of the show. So make you listen to this whole thing. Breaking news is headed your way. Uh, a lot of stuff. Some rumors in there. Some Kevin Cabral information that we're going to get you as well. So some things we're going to go sort of work our way down into. And to help me do all of that, he's back. I know you missed him. I know you needed his dramatic game previews. We got that for you, too. Here he is, the Portuguese hammer himself, Mr. Eric Vieira. How's it going, buddy? It's going well. Glad to be back. You know, even when I wasn't here, I still made sure to uh, mail in my mail-in ballot for my dramatic game preview. So, But but it's nice to be for li- live, for real. Again, forgot how to speak. Uh, but good to see everyone in the chat, some early people in there. So excited to be back. Excited to break some news uh, and talk some LA Galaxy soccer. Best time, best time of the season. Still early. Right before the home opener, things are good right now. I was gonna say you can't you can't be in a worse position, you know. Like it, there it, there there isn't a better position than for the galaxy to be in, right? You played one game, yeah. You got three points, um, checked off all the boxes. We talked a bunch about that on on Monday. Is sort of how you couldn't have asked for it really to go better. I'm not saying the galaxy played perfect because they didn't, but you couldn't have asked for it to go better because all the big things that you wanted to have happen uh, happened. Um, and so I think, you know, for that, that's that's kind of a win. I want to get your your thoughts on the game. But first, um, Aaron already dropped in a five dollar super chat. Already. Um, yeah. And, you know, Aaron, Aaron's been in the chat room, I think, for 30 or 40 minutes already. So I think he was talking to himself for most of the time. But five dollars. Uh, can you identify all the song clips in the intro? Maybe Eric can do it with a fake accent. We you know, we know he, I, Aaron's convinced Sophie has a fake accent. So, so what what? All the songs for my intro from last week? No, no, no. This the our intro. Oh, this week. Yes. Oh. You know, you know our, oh, our intro. Yeah, oh. our intro. Do you hear? I can I'd have to hear it again. I, I don't have a photographic uh, memory. Our, there's uh, there's Sugar Colton there, right? I, I think That's there's some Sugar. Of I don't even. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know if I remember. Here, I'll, I'm going to play it for you again. So, <laughs> so the CV. hills of Los Angeles. That yep. man, I'm going to get roasted. Yeah, because that song's like a K Rock every morning. <laughs> And just it's escaping me right now, and man, all right, Let, I'm gonna, I, I fail. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it. I need for to go you get. Here. All right. Okay. 
Tupac, right? I mean, now I'm, I'm really showing myself. This isn't good. All right, all right. That's I, I, oh, I'll, I went over. I, I know those. If I, this is one of those when you're on the spot and you're not prepared, uh, yeah, I fail. Uh, yeah, send me home. I, get, I, get the weenies out. We're done. I, I was gonna say that um, I would tell you what they are, but I don't even remember what all of them are. Um, and it's hysterical because I did this intro six years ago, maybe, maybe it's not, maybe it's not that long, but it feels like it was, it was six years ago. So it was a lot of things. I did write them down, however, um, because people were always asking. So if you would like, I have the answers for you right now. Do you want me to give them to you or should I? Yes. Okay. Okay. So Please, yeah, Aaron wanted them, yep. you know, I, he got to see me yes. flounder. I hope yep. it was worth it. Yes, it was. <laughs> so yeah, we've, let's it, hear it. Okay. Los Angeles is burning from bad religion. Bad religion. Uh-huh. How do I not have that? I don't know. There's, some yeah, of these that's are, bad news. I feel yeah. like some of these are a little obscure. Like not not super, but Los Angeles I'm yours by this this by the Decemberists. All right. Hollywood Nights by Bob Seeger. Uh I love the way she said LA by Spittlefield. Uh To Live and Die in LA, Tupac. Uh yeah. LA Love, uh Fergie, and then Los Angeles Sugar Cold. So there you go. Those were those are the ones. And and it is on our website, by the way. I would just like to point that out because I had to I had to look it up. So uh, you're Perfect. you're good. Yeah. So so I think everybody was good. All right. Back to Miami. Um, <laughs> tell me about it. What do you think? We I talk. I get to talk about it. You know, twice yeah. a week. So I'll, I'll let you talk a little. Well, obviously the result. I'm very happy with the res- the result. Being able to go on the road and get three points. Uh, I was very pleased with that. I think the first half, um, you know, was a little frustrating. It seemed like Miami was bringing the heat a little bit more. And then the, obviously the, you know, was looked like an offside goal from, from my eyes to see that happen right at the d- death of the half, I thought was a bad sign, uh, especially when you're away in the heat. Uh, you know, you thought maybe the legs are going to slow down and it's going to be a little bit trickier for the galaxy. Uh, but, but also going into it, knowing that Miami, you know, because their COVID protocols, they hadn't really got, you know, a full preseason. So maybe that was going to be the turning point. And then we got to see the Galaxy kind of turn it on at the end. And then obviously the soft penalty, but to see Chicharito score goals, that's the biggest takeaway. And I know it's it's not as fun, you know, to say because it's your, your DP and to have him, you know, that's like the super obvious answer. But at the same time, he hasn't been scoring goals. And so to see that actually happen and to see him happy and to see the team rallying around him and him getting super excited uh, about scoring those goals. I mean, that that's what it's all about. Uh, so to have him, you know, tie the game twice and then question, uh, you know, bending it the way he did and just kissing it off the post. And then again, seeing Chicharito, how happy he is. It just seemed like the team was you know, rallying around him. It's almost like they, they knew what the, pre- that the pressure is and all eyes are on him. And so they, they were really ra- rallying around him. So I, I saw a lot of good, good, good play in that second half and Zubak, you know, he, uh, for someone who's been critical of him, he came in and, and really hustled and, and made things happen and caused chaos. Yeah. Uh, and, and if, if that's going to be his job, wh- where I, where I am down on Zubak is, you know, obviously the first touch and ball control and, you know, want taking players one-on-one that's not his game, but if he's just going to go in and hearing Vanny talk about it and just throw his speed and just be like a chaos agent and go in there, I could totally see him working perfectly in that role. And so that I like, I like him uh, in that position. So uh, er- er- everything in the second half was great. And I, I think we were texting about this, that 
on a on a good day with a, with the VAR calling that offside and not calling it a penalty, this could have been a three zero Galaxy win, and we're not even talking about how close this game was. But but that wouldn't be fair either because Miami really did have a lot of good shots. Bond had a big game. Uh, you know, he he made all those saves. We don't want to compare, but we compare. You know, how many times did we see a bunch of shots last season? You know, David Bingham be peppered and some questionable goals get let in to have whenever, you know, a team is firing and having shots on target to have a capable goalkeeper make those saves and to feel safe back there. Uh, the goals that that um, Bond let in, right. you know, a pass basically into space. There's nothing he could have done there. And then a penalty, well-struck penalty. You can't fault him for any of those goals. So having a capable goaltender really, really makes all the difference in the world. So I'm pleased to walk away with three points. I'm happy with the way they played in the second half. And I think at the end of the day, it, it wasn't a perfect game. There were things that can still be improved upon, but if this is the starting point and they're improving from here, I'm, I'm pleased that this is a nice starting point. It is. It's a, it's a, it's a good starting point. Um, you know, everything I think needed to happen that happened. And, and so you, you really get a lot there. There was rightfully slow. Let's credit the LA galaxy for a little uh, behind the scenes videos that they've been putting out and little high. I mean, one is to feel good about a victory like that early in the season mm-hmm. after miserable years of, and it's certainly 2020 was a miserable year. You can go back to 2019 and say, Hey, it was a little better and it was, but you know, it's still there. Nothing has been great. Um, but after miserable years and having a win, but not just a win, but an emotional win, an uplifting win, a confidence building win, all these things. So the Galaxy go out and as they rightfully should uh, hype it, hype it like crazy, get the B-roll fitted footage from the down low uh, on the sidelines. Right. I mean, uh, anything that's not from overhead from the from the television cameras and sort of <laughs> put that together in a video and, and, and string it together. And I don't know who's doing their video editing, but it's been spot on lately for, yeah. as far as I've been concerned. <laughs> it's tugging at all the right strings for everybody. I mean, even they had David Beckham walking past all the fans, uh, you know, to start and, well, the, you know, the fans are clapping and David's giving them the thing. And it's just it's like it, it means something and you yeah. can tell the whole thing means something and the videos mean something and all that. But. There was something, and it's certainly something I want to play. Um, and I know most people have got it. I asked the LA Galaxy whenever it came out if we could have this video, and they said absolutely. So that was nice of them. They're, they've been, by the way, been so forthcoming with video and B-roll and everything else. They've literally given us here at this podcast carte blanche to, to do whatever we want with any of their videos, any of their graphics, any of their stuff. Um, and that's, a, you know, that's a change. It, it just, it hasn't always been that way. And I'm telling you right now, it's a very good relationship for us. We get to share it with you and they're providing a lot of information and it's a lot of interesting stuff. Now, if they start sucking and it all goes sideways, do we keep, you know, does that, does <laughs> well, that stick? That's, that's the funny thing. You know, the video editing, I, I would argue last season, the video editing was just as good. They put out some great content last season, but when you have great B-roll and you lose you know, four four one or or, yeah. or six two. Yeah. It's really hard to put out a hype video. So, to 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 their credit, you know, when you win, it makes it a lot easier to put those things together. Well, they had a behind the scenes video, and we haven't had these in the past. Um, and even when Bruce was around, I don't think Bruce liked cameras in the locker room. That certainly didn't seem like something he would probably tolerate. Greg Vanny's a little bit different, and so the LA Galaxy were nice enough to let us 
use this video. And this is Greg Vanny's talk after the LA Galaxy one. Uh, they've bleeped out all the bad parts. By the way, I would like to say it makes me feel a lot better that Greg Vanny has a mouth similar to mine whenever I'm not, you know, on on a podcast <laughs> and stuff like that. It makes me trust him more that I know he swears a little bit. Um, yeah. So so we have uh, we have Greg Vanny here giving his speech, and I know probably everybody here has had it, but I wanted to include it because I think it's an important thing for us to talk about. So here is Greg Vanny's uh, post-game speech to the players. All right, here it is. I want you to take a second, right, and remember the feelings that you have right now. Because in our pursuit to try to be great, which is, I think, why we're all here, we cannot be afraid to fail. We cannot be afraid to put it all out there all the time. Sometimes we will fail, sometimes we won't, but if we leave it out there every time, we will always be proud of ourselves, we will always be proud of each other. But the second half, we put it all out there. And if you do it, you can be great. There's no reason why you guys can't be great, all of us together. Okay, but we cannot be afraid to fail and go for it every time. Okay, every time you get the chance, go for it. Okay, I trust you guys. Let's and go for it. This is just the feeling you have when you get it done right. We had to make up a couple moments here in the game that maybe didn't go our way, whether it was offsides or whatever, but you fought, competed, and you laid it all out there for the 90 minutes. If you do that, you're going to win far more games than you lose. Okay? And it always feels so much better when you lay it all out there and get it done. Congratulations, you deserve it. You earned it. The first one's maybe the toughest one, and now many more to come, but that emotion and the feeling you have laying it all in the field has to happen every single time, right? Every single time you guys have it, we can be great. Okay, this is just the first step, right? Well done. All right, there we go. Uh, a little bit. I, I know the audio is not great. Clearly, they didn't have a microphone on Greg Vanny. Um, clearly, they were doing this sort of shooting from the hip. And then my guess is they even took the on-camera audio. If you're really talking about audio stuff, I can usually tell. Yeah. They, they took the <laughs> on-camera audio and they had to boost the ever-loving Jesus out of it in order to get it up to where it is. Um, but what you're seeing there is... Um, and, and whenever I reposted this on Instagram, I'm going... You know, sometimes a coach makes all the difference. And I... I it's something we can underplay sometimes. It's something that we can overplay sometimes. Um, and it, it, it's something that can mean nothing or it can mean everything. And right now you're seeing it mean everything. And yes, it's one game. And as we said on Monday, you know, first game hyperbole, overhype, you know, just go to the moon with it. Drink, drink the Greg Vanny Kool-Aid, Eric. Drink it all, um, all down. But what you're seeing here is one of the reasons that the team has drunk the Greg Vanny Kool-Aid right now and why they are <laughs> Greg Vanny fans. And there, there's a part of that. And they zoom in on the um, on, on the whiteboard and Sasha Kleshen actually wrote up on the whiteboard. And I think it said, uh, if I remember, it's uh, it's uh, it's like, play bro- like brothers. Yeah. Play like brothers family right mm-hmm. underneath it. And that's so corny. I mean, if I'm like, well, we're <laughs> family, right? You know, the whole deal. But it's not corny here. It's not corny at all. Yeah, and that that's the, the the funny thing about it, and you're you're right. Uh, but I'm just also not going to gloss over Granny's Van, Greg Vanny's outfit. I almost called him Granny. That that's a terrible nickname. If he starts when, losing, when, if he starts losing, you, you can call him Granny. Them together. Yes. But uh, Greg Vanny's outfit. You know, we were worried coming from Toronto with the scarf, what the look was going to be. You know, he's very uh, Miami with the t-shirt, Miami Vice type of look. I I, I dug it. So I just want to get that out there. Kudos to you, uh, Greg Vanny, whoever, whoever picks the outfits there. Um, but, but you're right. Going back to that, um, you know, play like brothers family, every, it seems like that's going to be kind of the unifying theme of this season. And what it reminds me of is last summer, we all, um, 
we all saw the last dance with uh, Mike about Michael Jordan and mm-hmm. the last season with the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. And Phil Jackson walked into that season and he had he had that theme already set, the last dance. And so when you have, you know, kind of basic themes like this, family, play like brothers, play united, have each other's back, that can be a unifying theme for a whole season that keeps these players motivated, keeps them grounded, and you keep circling back to that and give them the reason why they're playing for it. And 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 we've seen teams be successful with things like this. I think it was Doc Rivers when he coached the uh, the Celtics. They had a uh, a slogan Ubuntu. Uh, you know, it's an African phrase that meant similar. It meant family, play like a brotherhood, playing together. And that kind of led you know, as a Lakers fan, you didn't like it, but that you know propelled the Celtics to playing together and fighting for each other and going on a championship run. So it is kind of corny, but at the end of the day, you need things like this. This is what good motivators do, and you have this unifying theme, and it it, let, it guides you through the entire season. So uh, I, I'm I'm not mad at it. I I, I like it. Um, if that becomes the unifying theme for the season, uh, they kind of landed on it, whether it was uh question who kickstarted it. And now that becomes the thing. Uh, but Vanny seemed to build on it as well with saying, you know, we're going to play for each other. We're going to fight for each other. It seems like question didn't think of that off the top of his head. It seems like Vanny, uh, you know, that's something that he's probably been preaching. And to your last point about how coaches make all the difference. Again, I did the same thing with Bingham and, and having bond, placed a little bit above above him more than a little bit same thing we have to think about gbs um we didn't see content like this and i think the argument could be made well he wasn't an english speech speaker he was a spanish speaker but at the same time the galaxy have a spanish account there's a galaxy spanish twitter account they they have you know there's a spanish speaking audience they they very well could have cut these things together in spanish and then subtitled it underneath i think when gbs finally first when he first arrived you know, he gave an impassioned speech and they put subtitles under it and that, you know, people were kind of fired up about it. Uh, but you didn't see this. You didn't see this type of stuff from GBS. You see him on the sideline with his head in his hands and whether that's, you know, bad editing or, or whatever. Right. But but at the end of the day, we didn't see this from him. So you're right. The coach can make all the difference. Vanny seems motivated. He has a message that he's unifying behind his team. The players seem to be playing for him. So, yeah, it's one game. <laughs> but at the same time. This could it just it just feels like this could be moving. Uh, the ship could be turning as normal. Pause for a second for a super chat. Uh, Herb in uh, in our chat room, twenty five dollars super chat. Herb, I think that means you get to host a segment. Um, yeah. So if you want to take Eric just, out of the yeah, out he's going to sit in my chair. Thank he's, you, Herb. Yeah, we, we appreciate that. Uh, says thank you for all the hard work putting the show together. All the stuff behind the camera we never see. What you didn't see today was me frantically editing video and trying to get everything ready for tonight, and then like <laughs> adding audio together. It's a whole thing. Basically, we just. We we panic for like the last 15 yeah, minutes all the way up. Is that, so that That's fair, right? Absolutely. Okay. And, and just to give you a peek behind the scenes, because you, you paid for it, Herb, uh, is everything, every clip that you see, there's audio that needs to be adjusted to it. So it's not just like, okay, throw the mics on, uh, let's roll. There's there's little nuances of things that need to happen. And uh, I can't take any of the credit. But, yeah, I was going to say, gonna what gladly, do you do? I'll, I'll, I'll say it happens. I'll <laughs> acknowledge that it definitely goes on behind the scenes. There is a lot of hard work. It mostly falls on Josh. But again, I, I like to be... The, the foil to him here on the other side, but, but appreciate the super chat. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, big, big shout out. Um, you know, if you send me an email, I'll send you some stickers. At least I can do, um, for that. We appreciate it. Um, no, one, one of the other things that I think this points out and it's something that we highlight, but people don't, I, I get it. And even now it's harder in a pandemic. I don't get to be in the locker room. I don't get to see it as much. You don't get to sort of interact when you're in the locker room. You are part of this living, breathing organism that moves around and, you know, and, and you sort of get the feelings. Sometimes you get who likes each other, who doesn't like each other, just standing in the locker room. It's harder now. 
Um, but we talk about Sasha Kleshin as a leader, and people roll their eyes whenever we say that. It's not nothing. It's not, you know, him being up there means something. And yes, he's the elder statesman of the, uh, of the, uh, of the squad. It was funny. Larry was asking Sasha after, uh, I think it was after his goal on in Miami. He was like, you know, you're 36 years old. Did you ever think maybe you wouldn't come back for this season? And Sasha's like, no. Right. It's like almost an insult. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Right. It's like, yeah, I know the Sasha's going to slap him. Uh, you know, so Sasha probably already doesn't like me for the whole, you know, misreporting where he was going to go. So ever so ever long ago, um, one of these days I'm going to get him on here and, and we can we can actually do this um, and I can apologize for being a moron and young. Um, but, no, you know, the whole thing. It matters. Sasha Kleshin being on this team matters. Chicharito, I know people are rolling their eyes whenever they're like, oh, he's not a leader. He is a leader in that Big clubhouse. Yeah. You can hear the people talking. You heard legit talking about they're not just saying it. They don't just say things. They will leave things out when things when you want to know whether or not they watch for what they leave out, not for what they talk about. Most of the time that gives you a better idea of what they're actually feeling. So we see this and, you know, it, it just you know, it, it feels different. I, I, I can yeah. say that I've, I've been covering this team for 13 seasons. It feels different. I, th I think what would have been maybe a, a more fair question to Sasha Kleshin is someone as it gets to his age, you think, well, maybe I'm not going to score again. You know, when, when is that going to happen? Especially someone who maybe plays more of a defensive role and maybe in a, on a, in a bench role, maybe, you know, he's not going to hit that score sheet again. And so to have him get that goal, that gives him that confidence. You know, nothing, you know, hits the fountain of youth, like, like scoring a goal that makes you feel good. Uh, so to have, Chicharito have that monkey off his back and then to have question scored as well and to feel like he's going to be a, a heavy contributor. Um, we, we talked about it all off season. You want to bring these, these veteran leadership guys because they're going to help mentor the younger players. And there's quite a bit of youth on this galaxy roster, but there there's, they've, there's something about being there before and knowing how to act and, and knowing how, what motivates teams. He's been around some big clubs and played in big moments. And then some, you need guys like that on your roster. We, we caution that you can't have a roster full of those guys, but you need guys like that on your roster. And so it, it was nice to see him, see him get going. And, uh, it just, it just feels good. It does, it does feel different right now. And you're right. Uh, it, it feels good. Everything's good until it's not until it's different. And we see it go the other way, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Cause obviously I don't, I don't think the galaxy are going to go, 34 O and O uh, and we can talk about the standings and how, what, what the O and O stands for. Um, but it, <sighs> we, they're going to reach adversity at some point. And so we'll, we'll see how they bounce back from that. And they got a little bit of it here. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, when they get down, do they get down and quit or do they get down and fight? And then if you lose to a better side, you lose to a better side. So we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Pam in, in our chat and Hey Pam, how's it going? She was in Miami. Um, Pam says Sasha on COG, please. I, I try, it is really hard because Sasha's a family guy, as you know. Um, and so whenever he's not playing training, he's usually with family and he takes that time seriously. And I totally respect that. We will do our best to get him on um, and, and see if we can uh, we can do that. But yeah, absolutely. He's one. Derek Williams is one that we want to get. By the way, somebody was asking earlier about Derek Williams. Back to training, slowly working his way forward. I don't know if you saw the Galaxy Town Hall that they did for season ticket members. It was actually for anybody because anybody could click on the YouTube link. But yeah, once uh, they got it. <laughs> yeah, once once you got it, you got it. Um, but if you saw that, he talked about, you know, wanting to come back and his getting pretty close but really that's up to greg sort of when he's going to insert him um and so yeah i mean you're, you're going to see that sort of change come in by the way uh patrick uh, a little five dollar super chat we appreciate that patrick thank you um yeah it's just it, it's been you know it's been a good couple of days i think for everybody well not everybody uh the la galaxy did have a little hiccup 
there was a was a little bit of a problem with some pre-sale tickets that they had. Okay, yeah, that you're yeah. you're like, where is this going? Everything was fine. <laughs> Everybody was happy. Is he breaking the news now? Is this happening? No, no, I haven't. And thank you for reminding me. I still have breaking news. We're gonna totally draw this out. Um, <laughs> you're not gonna like it. I'm just I'm just gonna say you're not gonna like breaking news. So I'll I'll just I'll leave that. I don't want to ruin everybody's good mood. Uh, season ticket member si- sale went a little bit sideways. Um, what happened was premium season ticket holders. I think on Wednesday. Was it Wednesday when all that was supposed to happen? I can't even remember. What, what's today? This, Thursday? This, this week has been about four weeks. So yeah, that was like two weeks ago. feels like Tuesday. Maybe Tuesday then yeah. was the initial rollout, and then they rolled out it again on Wednesday. I don't know. Yeah, so something it like happened that. this week. It happened it this didn't week. Didn't happen this week. See, this is this is whenever you're like, okay, that wasn't the most important thing for me to remember this week, but it is something <laughs> I want to make sure I talk to you about. Uh, by the way, season ticket members, here's the problem: uh, the credits that you're supposed to use that are that are part of your season tickets. You paid money, you have credits, you can then use those buys. Apparently, those weren't showing up, and so you only had an option of buying from credit cards. Now, this only affected the premium because premium went on sale at nine and everybody else was supposed to go on sale at 11. Right. And so it wasn't. So basically what happened was LA galaxy saw it. They saw what was going on. Everything was a mess. I got some, I got like six or seven messages from some premium uh, season ticket members. They were like, it's, it went sideways. It's not going well. The whole deal. I asked the galaxy. They're like, yeah, we're stopping it. So they stopped that pre-sale. They refunded any money that was given. So that way it's all clean slate. Nobody has any tickets, no, none for the three packs. Remember, this is for a three pack of the May three pack, which would get you the LAFC game, the Austin game and the San Jose earthquakes game. So it's a good three pack to get. Yeah. Um, and the galaxy are it's, selling these, but AXS had a whole bunch of problems and it went sideways. So that was, yeah. The, the, I, I, and this is a little bit different than the first go around for the home opener. It seemed like getting tickets. It, it was a pretty seamless process. Uh, I was able, I I'm not going, but I was able to assist someone who wanted to go and I had a little bit of an earlier time. So I wanted, they wanted to secure their spot. And so I, I helped them out and logged in a little early and it did have the option to use the credit or to use uh, a credit card to make a one-time payment. So to, if that wasn't there, I could see how that's being an issue, especially if you've, you know, you want to use that credit because, you know, rightfully so that's your money and you want to, you know, don't want to add an extra expense. And especially when it's a three game pack, uh, because the galaxy obviously are, or, smart about this. If you have the crosstown rivals in this, and then your other Northern California rivals in this, uh, you know, you want to, it sounds bad, but it's, it's good business to sell this as a multi-pack because the, the one-off game, instead of just selling out one game, you now ensure that you're going to sell out all three games or at least maximum, can, can, maximum capacity of those three games. Yeah, I was going to say, can we talk real quick? I was talking to some people at the LA Galaxy because we were just sort of talking about you know fans coming back and how things were going to have to change. Basically, I was asking about press because we normally have two to three people that we credential the whole deal, uh, try to do it. And obviously, there's limited spots. And so whether or not, I don't know if both Larry and I will be going to the game this Sunday. Maybe it'll just be me, um, which will be I, I really hope it, Larry can be there, too. That was that was one of the things. But I won't be able to go to every home game. I have a small child, so Larry will certainly get to go to some as well. So we'll go back and forth with that and, and sort of figure out. But we were talking about that. And, you know, it sort of reminded me that even with fans in the stadium, it's not like the LA Galaxy are making money off these games. In fact, it probably costs them more money to do this now than it would to be ha- just have an empty stadium because you have to get security. Um, you don't have to have concessions. You have to do all this stuff uh, that sort of sets it up. That being said, your new sale date for season ticket members is Friday, April 23rd. If you're listening to us on Thursday night, if you're listening live, if you're listening to us on the podcast, hopefully you're doing it before 9 a.m. if you're a premium and you now know and you read your email, so you didn't need us, but 9 a.m. for premium, 12 p.m. from according to the uh, email for the rest of the season ticket members, just those two waves uh, coming in there. So you will have a chance. Supposedly everything has been fixed. Good luck. Godspeed. 
may uh, <laughs> may, may may everything uh, go your way in this one, Wait, and, and, and yeah. everything happens. So I was gonna say, may the odds be in your favor. You got to get the Hunger Games line in there. I was, and, and this is why it pays to watch it live because now you know this is coming. If you somehow missed the email and it didn't go your way, you now know this is coming tomorrow. And or if you're an early listener, if you're a Friday early AM listener, then you're going to be able to catch it. And but if you saw the the email, you should be good to go. <laughs> By the way, uh, somebody said that they were going to super chat us. Uh, I think a hundred dollars in Tam, uh, fifty dollars yeah. in Jam, and an international spot as well. Um, let's see, is it past seven thirty? It is. I I didn't get to see it. But my good friend, Mike Gray, I don't know if he's in the... Yes, he is. He is in there. Mike, please tell everybody that you started, that you restarted an LA Galaxy website tonight. Make sure you put everything in there. All right? So tell everybody. But Mike used to be on the SB Nation, the LA Galaxy Confidential. He's gone dark for a little while, and I kept poking him, trying to figure out why he wasn't doing it anymore. Well, he started his own LA Galaxy website. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. So please go check out my good friend, Mike Gray, and hopefully I'll see him back in the press box. Love you, Mike. Uh, yeah, I love Mike too. Yeah, I, I got to give Mike a shout out too because yeah, good good dude. Uh, I met him when we finally did our, our live shows. Remember when we used to do live shows with people? People would gather. We did yeah, it. That, that we did a, it like two or three times. Let's let's not pretend like we're doing it's, it all the time. Um, still felt good. We're charging uh, for tickets next time. I'm just letting everybody know yeah. it's definitely five dollars. I'm just yeah, but, you know. But really. Mike Mike Gray, good good follow on Twitter. Good dude. So yeah, go support him once the details on that uh, come out. Yeah. And we we did also we're getting some questions. The Galaxy family added five bucks, but it says message retracted. Ooh. But I did see something uh, in the chat about my since '96 merch, and I will say it is good quality stuff. It is embroidered. It's not 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 add on. So just if anyone is is, is asking, you know, I'm I'm with it. I'm hip You're, with my sinks that my my gear. This uh, my drip. Sheesh. Is that what the kids are doing? I don't, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I don't even know why you're asking me. So absolutely. (laughs) Uh, No, just uh, showing some support from the Galaxy Family Discord from Galaxy Family. Great show. Look forward to the game on Sunday. Everybody is. I'm I'm pumped too. Uh, Big news. Kevin Cabral is coming to America. Uh, Kevin Cabral is expected to arrive early next week. That's uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Greg Vanny sort of hinting at that or actually just flat out saying it um, that uh, basically it is uh, he's he has his visa date. He's supposed to get it. He is then coming. However, the breaking news. This isn't the breaking news. I was going to tell you i have already tweeted this one out. <laughs> the breaking news that I had was that and we've seen it in the Instagram posts. We've sort of seen it. And I so I finally asked the question because I'm slow uh, is would he be coming alone? And the answer is no, he will not be coming alone. His twin brother. And I don't know which one's the older one. By the way, I don't know who came out first. <laughs> that could know. be one of the first questions that, I, that we ask: is who? Yeah, who, who's first? Who's on first? I, I don't know if we're uh, if we're getting the 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 older Kevin Cabral is the young DP, or if Remy Cabral <laughs> is is the older one. I don't know which one. But however that goes, uh, Remy Cabral, twin brother of Kevin Cabral, will be coming to LA with him as well. He will be joining LA Galaxy too. So the Galaxy get a two for one deal. I wonder if the transfer fee wasn't baked into a little bit of that in order to get both players, you have to remember that, uh, that Remy Cabral was playing at, uh, Valenciennes, uh, their B team. So their, their lower league squad and he was playing there. And so that was a thing. I think they both came from the PSG Academy. I think they were both yeah, there at some time. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was one of my favorite things is when, uh, whenever a new players coming and the, the barber always gives it away, they were getting, uh, you know, their, their, their dreads cleaned up and, and ready to roll out. So it was him and his brother. So then that kind of, 
the domino started to fall. Well, is his brother coming? Because they both were were getting ready to go. So uh, yeah, I think the last player that came with the brother was uh, Christian Pavone. Brought his brother as well. I think he was training with Galaxy Two. It didn't seem like it panned out for a spot for him. Um, but it looks like you know Kevin Cabral and and Remy Cabral. That might be a little bit more. Uh, more optimistic as far as this being a, a legit G2 signing and not necessarily a, a, a good faith favor. A, a question. What what if you're actually, what if Remy turns out to be a, a player? What if that, mm-hmm. I mean, this could it's, turn out to be one of those genius moves. If, if nothing happens, I don't, you don't really care, right? If, if it just goes away, Remy Cabral doesn't make anything. Nothing really happens at LA Galaxy 2, blah, 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 whole deal. It's not going to affect anything as long as Kevin Cabral, who is the young designated player who, you know, got, transferred apparently for like six million dollars he's the one that they put all the money into um but if remy cabral cabral comes in and and remy is a player and eventually maybe finds his way to the first team and that time imagine that you had you know the la galaxy dennis close to greg vanny uh jovan karofsky in the mindset of we're getting two good players for the price of one Mm. type thing and how much that can sort of change or alter your view of the kevin cabral deal it it, to me, if that happens, it totally switches like things. And I'm not saying we're hyping any of that. I'm just saying yeah. that it could eventually pan <laughs> out. These are young kids. These are yeah. not old kids. So these are young kids. I wonder what I wonder. They both have the same birthday. You think maybe they were born like minutes apart, but on different days. That would be cool. Um, yeah. So anyway. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But but to your point, again, the, their youth is something that needs to be emphasize as well because you're right twins one being at a higher level than the other sometimes you think well you know if they're you know genetic make genetic makeup is the same and one is really further along then that's the better twin uh, and and sometimes it works out that way but sometimes people peak at different ages and everyone's development's a little bit different uh but so if they have raised the same kind of have similar skill sets sets in their academy you know who's not to say that that Remy might not eventually uh, crack a first team and we can see a lucrative future so i think it's a it's a good risk to take and if nothing else if it, if remy doesn't pan out at all uh having kevin bring his brother and having a familiar face a family member that makes that transition a little bit easier because you know sometimes when these young players come over new to the country uh you know not doesn't speak the language having a, fa- a familiar comfort around you is, is not a bad thing so at the very least having uh you know having a, a brother someone come with you a family member uh that that's a positive and i think that's a good thing to to keep kevin comfortable so he can focus on his his, his game on the pitch it's uh that that's a that's another part of this too is that Grancia also twenty four years old so you know within the same general age French Sasha Kleshin being able to speak French um we now have Kevin Cabral French we got the French side there we also it seems because we have more breaking news still not the one I was telling you about uh the breaking <laughs> news that we had was during the town hall was that Chris Klein said that there are at least two more signings coming in. Now, we know one of those. We've talked about them, but I can confirm that he, that this is one of the ones that Chris Klein was talking about. And it's uh, Siga uh, Kulabale. Siga Kulabale. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it right. Yeah, well and, done. And I've been told it's Siga and not Sega. That doesn't mean we can't change it. But you're <laughs> yeah. going to have to. You're, if you're going to change somebody's name, you're going to have to really like you're going to have to make it. You're going to have to sell them on it. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just I, telling that. I think one thing I've learned as being a co-host for a little bit is the demographic of this podcast, kind of the age range. And you can't throw those four letters that spell Sega in front of someone in our age group and not have us see Sega on there. So, so it may take a, a little while to adjust to saying Sega. Um, but, but 
don't totally get it. Baxter you, still you can't say Zlatan, so I don't think really you're in any. <laughs> you have plenty of time to adjust. You'll be fine. So we'll fair we'll, enough. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, but again, uh, Koulibaly, 24 years old, plays the right center back position or center back position, basically. Uh, can also play some right back, uh, mm. but looks like he's being brought in as a contender for a center back position. Dan Stare is currently playing the right center back uh, where you imagine that eventually Derek Williams will be playing the left center back position and take over for where Nick DePew is. Um, you know, there's arguments whether or not people uh, Gonzalez will find any playing time. I, it just doesn't feel like that at all. But hey, that's something there is. But, but Siga looks like he's coming in to, to compete for a starting spot. This this feels like the people replacement, really. Um, you know, someone who's a, a League Two player um, who, who's coming in with his age 24, so you'd like that he's a little bit younger uh, than Pipo. It seems like Pipo is going to be moving on, you know, even if it's not this summer, you know, soon. It doesn't seem like he really has a, a spot on this team outside of maybe being some bench depth. So having a, a backup uh, for Daniel Stairs and then someone who could potentially, uh, you know, fight for that position as well. That's not a bad thing. Competition sometimes breeds, uh, you know, better play from your players. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. So I like it. Uh, and, and I'm curious to see how, how he pans out and Vanny being a defensive minded, uh, former defender, you know, and obviously he brings that to it. I think, he, if he's had some scouting on this and he's seen it, I think having as many, you know, strong defenders as possible is, is a good thing. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how it pans out. Obviously you never know until you see these guys play, but, uh, but, but I'm optimistic on this signing. Yeah. Playing for uh league Two, uh, nonce, nonce AS, I believe is the name of the team. Um, 22 games played this season, 1702 minutes averages about 77 minutes a game. I imagine there were some substitution appearances in there, plus some starts and 90 minute games. That's sort of seemed it goes uh has two goals not that that matters for center back but we always put that in there anyway um it's nice that it's there you you, you don't if there are no goals you, you you're not off-putting right it's not off-putting but when there's a couple in there that's a good sign you know those set pieces those corner kicks uh the other part of uh of interesting stuff is that uh france and uh the u20 he's played at the u20 uh, uh level u18 level u17 u16 i mean this kid at one point was a prospect um i think it's probably fallen from where that was and that's okay because you don't need a french international in order to come play center back in major league soccer especially whenever you're probably not spending a fortune to sign him you're probably not paying him a fortune he's fitting yeah. into a spot and the galaxy probably have that spot i doubt he's a tam player i would be surprised um yeah but that Trans- there there's there's still room out there i believe for some tam players in the galaxy are running out of spots yeah uh, transfer market has them at about three hundred and thirty thousand. so whatever that however you value transfer market that's kind of uh where they have them and i think i've i've said this multiple times but i'm just going to be a broken record and, and keep saying it uh, a league two player in france someone who was a youth maybe national team guy but maybe has fallen off that's the type of player that is is ready for mls and can succeed in mls your dps you want higher level top level talent because you can kind of break the bank and afford that but outside of a designated player we have to be realistic with ourselves that we're you're not going to sign premier league players or league one players to fill in in your depth position these are the types of players that you're going to get so um you know having a pedigree like uh, Kevin Cabral with the PSG Academy and coming up, it's not a bad thing. Uh, same thing with Siga, you know, playing on the French national team coming up and maybe falling out of favor. Not a bad thing. He's had that exposure. It's there and it's just a matter of unlocking it, you know, getting the mojo right and getting going again. So we, we kind of have to be realistic that ourselves that you're not going to sign Premier League players 
uh, at every position, you know, getting a league two player. Uh, I think we're going to preview the Red Bulls game. They, their forward, well, you know, was playing in third, third division Brazil. That, that's, and who knows how he'll pan out this season. So it, it's okay. You know, we don't, we don't need to scoff or, or uh, sit in the ivory tower like MLS is this, you know, the, you know, best league in the world. It is the best league in the world, but for different reasons. But, you know, you can pull talent from some of these lower leagues. I thought the best league in the world was the Super League that, Every, that, that, by the way, you know what? I, I was going to I was going to laugh at this because my dad actually came in and was talking to me. He was like, oh, so what do you think about the Super League? I'm like, I'm watching it dissolve as you're talking like there is yeah. no Super League. It's, it's, it, it's over. There was somebody yeah. in the chat room who said uh, that the breaking news was probably that the L.A. Galaxy were invited into the Super League. Um, yeah, yeah, that's 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 not it. I was going to say the funny thing is I, I had two weeks off and you would have thought, oh, you know, this, I missed the Super League cycle. But had I been on last Thursday. I would have still missed the Super League cycle because that came and went so so quickly. So yeah, what a, what a cr- crazy times. Yeah, Did, we asked in the we asked him this on the Discord, and if you haven't joined our Discord, please do. There are a lot of people on there. There is some constant Galaxy talk throughout the day. You can almost always find lot. it. We I think we've cleaned up the news channel now, where you can basically just scroll through the news channel and just pick up on all the stuff that people have found over the day that is Galaxy news. It's it, we, we're starting to do so. So please go on the Discord if you can and do it. But we asked in the Discord, we're like, okay, so if uh, some MLS teams were going to start the super league um who would it be and then i think uh nutmeg news came out with uh oh, yeah. seattle <laughs> atlanta and lafc start super league right and i was like nailed it there it was okay yeah. we're, we're good here everybody can move yeah. along <laughs> the mls pundits would have been pleased with, with those those three creating a super league somebody said by the way they're like well the galaxy would definitely be in the super league i'm like no I go, you have to understand what Phil Anschutz wanted whenever it happened. He had a chance to sort of take the Galaxy somewhere all the way. By the way, I do not doubt for a second that if Phil Anschutz had a chance to put the LA Galaxy in Liga MX in like a new Super League that he wouldn't do it. I'm, let's not, <laughs> was, I'm not going to give him too much credit. I was going to say, that's where the Super League messed up. If they would have pulled an American audience with how they filled the Rose Bowl and then and, and games in Michigan with 90,000, 100,000 when Barcelona played there, it w- they would have been smart to bring in uh, one of these MLS clubs if it was allowed. Uh, back to the LA Galaxy here for just a second. Uh, Chris Klein did mention that there were two new signings. We told you one. We do not know. I, I we. I, I imagine you don't know, Eric. I apologize for speaking for you. Yeah, I do not I know. Say, I have been, haven't been doing the research on, on. I don't have my scouts in France checking it out. Yeah, I don't know who the second one is. Um, it was funny in the chat room. They were asking, you know, why the LA Galaxy suddenly raiding the French cupboard there. Um, I have to imagine they're fine. They think that they f- have found undervalued players in a position to where and and in a market where. They think they have some leverage to be able to go out and get these players for what they consider reasonable prices and that they're undervalued for the marketplace. They're exploiting what they see as weakness in the marketplace. That has to be one of the reasons. The other reason is I think that they know some agents there and it makes it easier whenever you have, um, you know, some some connections. Yeah, that's that's my more cynical view of it. I think you want to find the diamond in the rough. And I think. Two seasons ago, it was, you know, go to Central America, South America, find that, you know, your undervalued player who, you know, a a mid-level salary in Major League Soccer would make them a very high paid player in their home country. So kind of trying to find someone seems like it's a similar thing, uh, you know, with what they're doing in France. My more cynical approach is they probably have a a scout who knows someone in France and that's where they're looking and and they just have someone there and that's where they're looking. And so that's where they're pulling people. I don't know if that's right or wrong. Again, I'm not the one with the connections or who has the inside scoop, but if all these players are coming out of the same region, someone's over there, they know someone over there who's able to see 
all these games. So, uh, you know, that to me is what it seems like as well. We had a we had a listener who DM both of us. We won't share the listener's name just because we're about to tell information that maybe that somebody didn't want out there or however it was. But uh, we appreciated the DM, Eric, you and I. And they were talking mm. about how the LA Galaxy, while they were in per- pursuit of Giovanni Dos Santos while he was at Tottenham Hotspur, um, that... They, they, they really wanted Giovanni Dos Santos. This is back in the day a little ways, right? They really wanted Giovanni Dos Santos. They really wanted him. They were going after him, and Tottenham was like, no, you can't have him. But we have Robbie Keane. Do you think maybe you might be interested in Robbie Keane? I would just like to point <laughs> that without Giovanni Dos Santos, the LA Galaxy possibly wouldn't have had Robbie Keane, and therefore yeah, it's wild. Isn't that crazy that everything... It's wild to think about that that's the way Robbie Keane landed, and if, if going back, you're like, yes, give me... Ro-. You mean the conversation wasn't for Robbie Keane, and then you back-ended... On GL, yeah, it's crazy when you think about it like that. But at the time, it makes sense. Robbie Keane was kind of a, you know, traveling, uh, you know, for hire there. Yeah, he he was. Um, the other part of this is we said we don't know who the second person is. Uh, the Discord was snooping around a little bit um, and found that basically Dennis DeClosa did follow somebody who is in a position of need. Don't know if it works. 27-year-old Omar Salgado. Now, you may remember Salgado as a guy who was extremely hyped in super draft came out uh if you want to go back and i forget which year it was but vancouver whitecaps i think drafted salgado um and they passed on darlington nagby in order to get the salgado right so i mean you know hindsight 2020 that type of thing but at the same time when you go back and look at those you go ooh, just missed on that one uh salgado has basically been playing everywhere um and as you know we do follow what dennis DeClosa, who dennis DeClosa follows because that can tip us to where he is headed uh 27 year old backups you you're thinking about a backup striker possibly salgado was a backup striker he was an american he has dual citizenship between mexico and the u.s uh, the discord was talking about how he was getting a lot of hype at the time much like efrain alvarez was of mm-hmm. both both national teams wanting him and pulling him and doing stuff just cautionary tale for everybody who's sort of following along um but anyway that's just something to watch that's not a rumor i'm not going to say it's a rumor i'm just saying yeah. that that was something well, that popped up now that you said it on the show, it's got to go on the tracker. But I'm you know, not going putting back, it on the tracker. <laughs> 20, 2011 is, is that year, that super draft year. Not super league draft, but super draft. So since 2011, kind of fizzled, played with, uh, you know, it was technically with Tigres, but was on loan to the Tampa Bay Rowdies, El Paso, the Las Vegas Lights. So kind of USL level type guy. And when you think of a backup striker, um, you think, okay, maybe I could see a possibility. 6'4", big dude. Um, but the, the question mark that it raises is, and again, we don't know if this is true or not, is Augie Williams is someone who we've been keeping an eye on and maybe he's someone who's going to get that first team call up to be a backup striker. Uh, if this is someone who doesn't take up an international slot or, uh, whatever goes along with that, maybe, you know, he, he edges them out and we see Augie Williams stay, stay put at G2. So we'll see, we'll see if this affects that at all. Because yeah. it seemed like he was on his way, practicing with the first team, getting minutes in those preseason games, and then it's kind of gone quiet on Augie. So curious to see what happens next with him. You know, they were saying, uh, maybe perhaps in the chat room, they're saying maybe perhaps Salgado is a G2 signing. At 27 at twenty seven years old, that sort of <laughs> times him out of Galaxy 2. Galaxy 2 is a younger team. Um, so you can understand why perhaps that would, you know, maybe time him out. We'll see. There's there's some I, I hate to say this, but there are throwaway spots at the edge of the roster that like, yes, you're, you're going to put them in, you know, the super supplemental, which won't count against your salary cap, yeah. won't do anything. And they have to be paid less than a certain amount of money. I mean, Salgado fits into all that if that was, was actually going to go. That I was going to say 
it's it's uh, we we lovingly call that the Gordon Wild spot. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is that is the 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 uh, the spot that is there. Um, all right, let's get to the breaking news. Uh, this is stuff that is likely to be announced tomorrow. And before we get into this Red Bull game and a little preview, I know Eric's already licking his chops, ready to go for that uh, dramatic game preview. He's he's ready to bring it. He's live here this time, so it'll be a lot more a uh, lot more fun. Um, but the breaking news is this: uh, we told you about Sebastian Lejet and his eligibility for last weekend. Uh, now we're going to tell you that Sebastian Legette, uh probably being announced tomorrow will be suspended for two games. Uh, this is because of the video that he posted. Um, and so he will miss the next two games that puts him out against New York Red Bulls. And that puts him out against um, Seattle, the, tri- the, the trip up to Seattle. Amazingly, and this is <laughs> going to be a criticism of Major League Soccer right now. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to argue about the um, the punishment and however that is, I think we've covered that to death in a bunch of different ways. Um, what I will say is amazingly, Sebastian Legette was able to make a nationally televised game against David Beckham and drew one of the highest ratings out of, uh, any opening weekend game. I think it was 465,000 or 485,000, somewhere in there. It, it um, like tripled, it tripled MLS cup last season's views yeah. yeah yeah it was it was it was a big it was a big number so miraculously he makes it for that one u.s men's national team player blah blah, blah. again becky g was in attendance becky g was in attendance there was a whole thing there <laughs> it was all on video everything was there he didn't play a particularly good game but that doesn't mean anything um he will be suspended for the next two games but miraculously again makes it back in time for lafc um I, I can't I can't sit here and tell you that any of those things are coincidences. Yeah, uh, the investigation was cut and dry, open and shut. He apologized. Everybody knew what was happening. And this feels like a manipulation of the disciplinary policy. Yeah, absolutely. The The, the investigation was done that night. You know, once he took it down and made the statement uh, and then maybe after the press conference, you could say that maybe it was really done and dusted. But you're right. It's they, the decision could have been made probably should have been made before the Miami game, but they knew uh, where their bread is buttered and that, you know, this brings a lot of ratings and, and they held it off again. I don't like to be the cynic and say the, the jig is up and uh, you know, this is all the whole game's rigged, the whole court's out of order. Uh, but it's pretty obvious here. It's, it's really, it's really, it's a bad look for MLS because it looks like they played favorites here uh, and they did play favorites. The, yeah. the only the, the thing where you maybe push back against it is because context matter. And I know you, we've kind of beat this one to death. It, the suspension, maybe I, I could have seen him not getting a suspension, but I also could see the way the fact that MLS put a statement and they were investigating. I knew nothing. It's not like nothing was going to happen. They didn't, uh, they didn't redefine yeah. the, the punishment. And that yeah. was one thing I thought they might do because if, if the other people, when we told you the people who have yelled, you know, homophobic slurs and anger at an opponent, you know, the whole deal have gotten three games. Sebastian yeah. Legette didn't do that and got two games. It's if you gave thing. him three games, then anybody who did that on has to get like six or eight games. Like for that, you couldn't, you, you didn't want to redefine that. And I wanted to see if MLS wanted to redefine that. They kind of hid from it uh, by only yeah. going two games. Um, they did. They, 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 I don't know. I, I, when it happened, I, I was upset that it was like, this opens a can of worms that like, we, we don't need to open this, this discussion back up. Cause you have minds that are not going to be changed regardless of what happened. Um, but it also could have been an opportunity for, for him, like you said, for MLS to address it, maybe make some change, bring some nuance, bring some context, talk about it. Let's have the conversation. Uh, and they didn't, they, they hid behind it and they, they just took it at face value and, yep. and are, are, are presenting a punishment for it. So it's too bad because legit is someone who was, 
technically in form when he was playing with the national team and uh, he did contribute. I, I, I don't think it was his best game with the galaxy in Miami, uh, but that's, you know, people have their ups and downs. They're not, they're not on a hundred percent every game. He's someone who last season played very well. Uh, so it is a hit as, especially, uh, you know, when you look at those wings and he's filling a position where they don't have anyone, you know, with experience on those spots. Uh, so, so they are going to miss him on the, on these upcoming two games. Uh, Pam points out that Becky G sang the national anthem at this game. That's so right. That was also <laughs> a thing. I didn't, I didn't catch that uh, from the broadcast, so I didn't see that and I didn't see anybody, but that was good. Good info, Pam. Thank you. Um, you know, there was a lot being said, uh, Sebastian legit didn't have both, uh, both logos on both shoulders. He was missing. I think the herbal life <laughs> 24 one, but they stripped him of his logo. That was one of the punishments. That they was stripped him of, of that, the, the, the sponsorship. I, I can guarantee that wasn't it. What probably was, however, was that Becky G was definitely wearing a, a player issued Jersey with both of the ones that there. And I have a feeling she got legit's player issue and then they had to get him another one and they didn't have it pressed with the logo. <laughs> I actually think that's what happened. That's, so yeah, that, that's a great story. Is, yeah, the player issued went to the, to, to went G. to the girlfriend. He had to use, yep. had to use the leftovers. He had to go to the Miami team shop to pick one up yeah it'll be uh it'll be interesting uh it, it this is what happens though with with legit not being able to play on the wing and basically we're still expecting that there is still a hole in the wing kevin cabral's not in so he's not able to fill in that spot so the galaxy are missing i would imagine it opens up a starting spot for dunbar um and so yeah. sort of puts him in there we can talk about that as we get to this new york game but anyway that's where we're at uh with sebastian legit uh from everything i know that should be announced tomorrow that he'll be suspended for two games we'll see watch mls will change their minds and like not do it or something like <laughs> well, that it's yeah you get you get out one game for good behavior maybe yeah. he does something uh, to, to shorten it, but no, it seems like it's done. Yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's very, very interesting. All right. Uh, let's get to this. Uh, the LA galaxy versus New York Red Bulls coming up on Sunday, April 25th, 2021. It is a two 30 PM Pacific time kickoff. Uh, New York Red Bulls coming to dignity health sports park broadcast on Fox sports one, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, you will be allowed back in the stadium. I'm, I'm very, very happy about all that. So, um, we are, we're, you know, things are starting to get maybe, almost normal we're, we're getting there we're close we're I, so close i'm fully vaccinated <laughs> on saturday so sunday um i will be i'll probably be making out with everybody that's what i i imagine nice. i don't know if my wife wife will like that but <laughs> yeah, um, say, you may want to let her know <laughs> yeah i'm starting with mike gray i'm just letting mike i'm just <laughs> oh, letting you know I don't, I don't know if you've been vaccinated but you know what i'm willing to take the risk um so that's the it's going to be interesting i'm i should be there i imagine i'm going to get approved and, and be at this game hopefully i get to see some of you there socially distance wear your mask stay safe all that stuff. All right, Eric, I know that you missed last week, so I'm hoping that this week um, you can you can do this for us. Is that okay? Are you are you are you ready to go for a dramatic intro? I'm ready. I, I, I've been waiting. I'm, I'm very excited. Okay. Hit the mood lighting. I, I will. I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it down. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go black on you. I'm gonna bring it all the way down. Right, and then nice. we'll, we'll start it from there. All right. So if you're ready, uh, a short little pause here, and we'll get you going. All right. All right. Here we go. LA Galaxy fans, this Sunday it's time to go back home, and I'm going to quote one of the greatest songwriters of our generation, an American Idol sweetheart, Chris Daughtry. I'm going home to the place where I belong, where your love has always been enough for me. That's right, the LA Galaxy are back home, and the boys will be wearing tech green at Dignity Health Sports Park for the first time ever. The monkey is finally off of Chicharito's back. Are we going to see this new confidence lead to more goals in front of our friends and family? Can Ethan Zubak continue the pace and be the Galaxy's new super sub? 
The tide seems to be shifting and we will see if the Galaxy are for real as they take down the wounded Red Bulls of New York who were beaten at home and now need to fly across the country to play an inspired Galaxy side. This Sunday, let's all get together like Motley Crue because we're on our way. We're on our way home sweet home. All right, there we go. Ooh, Ooh are you okay over there? It's a good one. I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's it was Motley Crue. I, I was ready. I, 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 I wish I would have had more time. If you would have given me a little bit of heads up, I could have I could have gotten some Daughtry on here. Like, you know, the, nice. the, the three seconds of Daughtry that we really needed in order to, to, to make it happen. <laughs> um, three seconds of Daughtry just sounds like, sounds that sounds like a punishment. That it, sounds like a podcast, get, yeah, doesn't it? Three, three, <laughs> three game suspension for three, three seconds of Daughtry. Oh man, it'll be a it'll be a good one. No, I, I mean this isn't super interesting game. Totally different than Miami. Um, I mm. went back and watched you know the supercut of of Sporting Kansas City play New York Red Bulls. I'll tell you right now that at least um, from the start of things, uh, New York certainly had the high press going. Greg Vanny talked about it. By the way, can we talk about the other breaking news thing that we didn't talk about so far? Is that Greg Vanny hasn't watched Ted Lasso yet? Yeah, I, that's. Yeah, that that's breaking news right there. I, he hasn't watched Ted Lasso. I, Everyone's watched Ted Lasso. I was got to get ready for season two. What does he do? What else is he doing? Like, why? <laughs> he's probably, he's probably looking at uh, other film of other teams and breaking down strategy. But come on, it's, come on, it's Ted Lasso. <laughs> uh, my good friend KJ, she was saying that she expects our next shirt. Which, by the way, I've been a total slacker on, and I haven't been doing much on. But she expects our next shirt to have like a, a Ted Lasso like Easter egg in there. Something like that, yeah. maybe a goldfish or something, uh, as it goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, I can't believe Greg Van. Uh, quite honestly, if the Galaxy fired him tomorrow for not having listened or watched Ted Lasso, oh, I would That's I would understand bold. it. I would understand it. I'm just saying I'm not on the Vanny out train yet. But after te- after and he said it like, oh, I'll get to it. Greg, no, no. <laughs> Tonight, honey, sweetie. If, if, no, no. You yeah, need to watch it. You need to get with your wife. You need to get with your kids. I mean. There's some F words in there, but it sounds like you swear anyway. Get in there and watch some Ted Lasso because it's good for your soul. I think, quite honestly, I think the team should have to watch it before every game. That's what That's, I think. I was just going to say, if we can go, you know, play like brothers, be family, you know, what's belief? What's a little belief to anybody? It's all right there. there, there you know what? There's a team. We There's a team in MLS, I can guarantee you, that is Ted Lassoing their way through the season. Yes. I, I don't know who it is. We're going to find out. You know, by the end that someone there was a, a coach who was heavily inspired by Ted Lasso. I want to get I want to, you know, I've been watching a lot of Adam Savage because I watch YouTube be, like because it's better than TV for most of the time. And Adam's always doing his builds and stuff and he builds props and, and all sorts of things. And I want to I want to build a believe sign because I think it's right about at my level of being able to do uh, and have that <laughs> back here in the in the studio somewhere. Right Perfect. Right Maybe, maybe, maybe Greg Vanny could build one for the locker room. Maybe, maybe we is. should make one, Eric, and we'll send it to the galaxy and they can put it in the locker room. So anyway, uh, by the Done way, season that. two comes out on my birthday. Then yes, that was on purpose. They contacted me and asked if that was okay. <laughs> July 23rd, just in case anybody wants to get me any presents. Um, all right. So there it is back to New York. New York plays a super high press. We've seen it. Um, Greg Vanny has struggled against it throughout his entire career. 
he doesn't have a great record against New York whenever it comes to that. Um, no matter where, who's in charge of New York Red Bulls, they play the style of Red Bull across the world, which is high press, high pressure. Uh, very narrow right now. They're playing very narrow, which is why Sporting Kansas City was able to get around the outside and score some goals. But if you watch that game, New York had a lot of the ball, a lot of the pressure in the early. I shouldn't say a lot of the ball. They had a lot of the pressure in the early part of this game, and then they got tired. This is similar to Miami. Uh, I think if you're transplanting this team from the East Coast and they have to fly all the way out to the West Coast, Eric. They have to be here. They have to sit there. They have to be on the airplane for, you know, four and a half, five hours, whatever it is in order to get. And then they have to come out here and they have to train and their body clocks are all messed up and stuff like that, that they're going to get tired more, more quick, more quicker, 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 more quickly, more quickly, more quickly, quickly. Okay, good. Um, they're going to get faster. They're going to get tired faster. Exactly. Um, and so for me, uh, Greg Vanny was even talking about this, by the way. He says, you know, I think that that pressure actually could help us because I think we play better when we're forced to play quicker. And if we saw it when we saw in the Miami game, first 60 minutes, the Galaxy really did sit on the ball a lot. Um, he said something I've never heard, by the way, which is amazing. And I love whenever coaches blow my mind. He, he's talking about Adam Saldana and he goes, you know, I'd like him to play a little bit quicker. He goes, I thought that sort of his... It's good that he doesn't get rattled. It's good that he's calm on the ball. He goes, but if he gets rid of the ball quicker, he can give his time to somebody else. I never thought of it that way. And it's one of these like <laughs> light bulb moments where you're like, what? Time is precious. Time. It's finite. And, yeah. and, and if you have a lot of time on the ball and you're able to give the ball up quickly, right, then you're giving that time to somebody else. The time that it was going to take for somebody to close down and somebody to close down you as the receiver of the pass eventually uh, you get more time to be on the ball whenever that time is passed along. I imagine then if you're able to one pass and you saw what the Galaxy were able to do whenever they yeah. scored the goal with Ethan Zubak and, you know, even the, the if you're able and to Vasquez. one pass. Yeah, and Vasquez. Yeah, the Vasquez turn, that's, that's a perfect example of that is that one touch finding the open space that happened so quickly, but that that's what opened up the space to the goal. So yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think uh, this does suit the galaxy. Uh, if, if Dunbar is someone who gets the start, he, you know, he's got some pace with him. Uh, so if, if New York is pressing, uh, and then you're able to catch them on the counter and Chicharito makes the same type of runs to get in, in position, th this could bode well. So you're looking at a Red Bulls team who lost at home, uh, you know, maybe he's a little bit dejected and then comes across country and, you know, playing a team that's feeling themselves right now. Uh, you know, I, I like the galaxy's chances. I, I really do. Yeah, I know. I, you know who else likes Why are we doing this? Why do we do this? Well, I don't, you know who else likes the Galaxy? I'm not used to this. I haven't done this yeah. in a while where this has happened. Eric, do you know who else likes the Galaxy's chances? I do, Five, but tell me anyway. 538 likes the Galaxy's <laughs> chances. That's, that's, that's got to be the kiss of death right there, right? Yeah, that, that's what I was saying. Uh, we were saying this before the show and we we're doing our show prep. I was like, when was the last time the Galaxy were you know, favored, you know, this feels like it hasn't been a long time, even against Miami. You thought, well, Miami without having a preseason, maybe and being a relatively new team, maybe they'd favor the galaxy, but they didn't on the away trip. Uh, but 44% uh, to 33% and then the 23% draw. That's, those aren't, that's not bad. So again, the, the, that could be the kiss of death. Cause we know 538 can go very, very wrong, uh, but it feels good to be the favorite. Uh, the, I, we shouldn't get too excited. Yeah. 44% for the LA galaxy, 33% for New York Red Bulls win 23% up a draw, uh, chance of a draw from 538. And you know, we like to always follow 538. Here's the thing about New York. Um, they were absolutely toothless on attack. Uh, you know, you can, you can sort of look and I'm going to throw the lineups from, uh, from the SKC game here. So New York Red Bulls in the red, uh, Fabio was 
MIA for most of the game. Uh, Caden Clark scored their only goal. He's a 17-year-old homegrown. Yeah. He is the real deal, by the way. I mean, he can play. So, And he played last year, too. This is not his first game. And this is, so he knows how to play. He can do it. Um, but they had White in there as well, who I thought was just not a factor at all. Um, quite honestly, their biggest factor was was Andrew Gutman at the back, who was a good left back, but still ended up giving away a penalty kick when the ball came up and hit him in the hand. Um, so they have some talent. They actually went out and made some signings, though. That's sort of where it gets a little iffy for the LA Galaxy. Um, they signed uh, Frankie Amaya from Cincinnati, right? And that was for mm-hmm. 950K uh, in general allocation money. That's some serious general allocation money. Yeah, um, well, he was a big, big prospect, you know, supposed to have a bright future ahead of him. And they Southern al- California connection also. Yeah. And they also signed a young designated player who I don't think will be ready for this game. Uh, Klamala from Celtic is also their young, new young designated player. So um, Polish international, correct? I, I don't know if he's, I have no idea to be honest with you. I, I just read the, <laughs> I read the article and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna have to mention that. That's but for sure. So yeah, the good news is irregardless, he won't be here. Irregardless, so we'll, he won't, we won't have be to worry here. About I don't him. think he will be. Let's put it that way. Mm, we'll see. Um, anyway, so that's where, uh, that's where we sit now. Here's an interesting stat fact. Josh pulled it up out of his, uh, his, his game tracking. Cause game tracking doesn't really work in game one. Like I can't publish charts with one game. But you know what I can do? I can publish charts after one game. There um, it is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the little tiny things down here. Basically, what you're looking at is, through the first game, how the LA Galaxy have done over the years. Um, and so you can see that uh, in the tw- last 26 years, the Galaxy have only won the first game. Um, let's see if I'm saying this right. Excuse me. In the last 26 years, the Galaxy have only won the first two games four times across the entire season. We can actually see it on the next slide as well. Okay, first uh, two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. First two games, only four times. The last time they did it was in 2010. Uh, they did it in 2002, 2000, and 1996. So you're talking about a serious gap in terms of when the last time the LA Galaxy have won the last two games. I'll tell you this as well. The LA Galaxy have won the first game and tied the second game four times as well. The last time they did that was in 2015, 2013, 2011, and 2004. There's nothing really interesting about that. I just thought it was, I I just, my interesting thing was that they have not won the first two games since 2010. Um, And that would be something significant. 2010 was a Supporter Shield winning winning year. Yes, it was. Got knocked out by Dallas in the playoffs. I I remember that. I was going to say that that lets you know, obviously, I think you need points to win the Sporter Shield. So it makes sense that, you know, that was the season that they won the Sporter Shield, they won those first two. So uh, the, the funny thing is, because you know how we are, because then you're, this chart's going to come back. If they manage to get three points, then if we're feeling ourselves now after an away trip to a semi-new franchise like Miami after beating uh, the Red Bulls, who seem to... It's funny because I saw it in the chat. This this isn't these aren't your mom's Red Bulls. Like this is a very different team than the Red Bulls that kind of had a little, uh, little bit of a dynasty on the East and were always a playoff contender. This this doesn't look like the same Red Bulls team. Uh, but for some reason, it it doesn't matter when the Red Bulls play the Galaxy. It's just always a, a thrilling game. So so we'll see. Um, you know, we'll see where it pans out. Aaron Long's a name that stands out. Someone like Daniel Royer, who, I was, you know, I was gonna who came say, off the bench for them. He's, he always seems to kill the Galaxy whenever they play. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see it. I, it's probably going to be a good game, probably a back-and-forth game. But but I think the Galaxy, the the way Red Bull, it's, again, they're not the same team that they were over the past couple of years. And the Galaxy with the new, new management and the way 
uh, you know, the, they're playing behind each other right now. I just, I, I feel good about, you know, what's coming up this weekend. Yeah, uh, it, it's, I, I put the uh, lineup after the subs too. So you can see Daniel Royer comes in, which is, you know, a little bit more like people were saying, I don't even know who these guys are. Yes. And they have had some injuries. They've had some things. Uh, Valo, I think is coming back after, uh, after an injury as well. So he's there um, as well. So we'll see how they fit in there. But for the most part, the LA Galaxy, I mean, I'm sorry, they're favored. What do you want me to say? Yeah. They, they should be. And they should be. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if that's bad. I'll tell you this. If you get six points out of the first three games, you have done what you were supposed to do out of the first probably four games, um, which is get six points and sort of do that. Now, every time you do that, you increase the expectations, right? The LA Galaxy won mm-hmm. the first two games. Then you expect them to go up to Seattle and also compete for against Seattle, which, by the way, everybody's telling Seattle they're not good. And Seattle is just fine. Uh, they're not. They're going to yeah. be a very, very difficult team to play against. Yeah, so I was going to say, calm down, Seattle? everybody. There wasn't turnover, uh, tons of turnover in Seattle. That's why they were saying they were going to take a step back as that team is getting older, right? And I get it. Um, But yeah, I mean, outside of the best team in this league is very obvious. um, And I'm surprised that people actually even have to stop and think about it. It's Columbus Crew. They won an MLS Cup last year and they got better in the offseason. They they drew with Philadelphia, who's also a good team in the opening. Mm -hmm. Um, And Columbus, quite honestly, probably, you know, if they wouldn't have played Champions League, they probably would have won that game. Um, you know, in the middle. So uh, 0-0 draw between Philadelphia and Columbus. There was a lot of good soccer. There's going to be more good soccer this weekend. I'm so excited for everybody. I cannot, <laughs> I literally, I, I mean, I know I, listen, I brag because I got to go to games last year. Um, Eric, you got to go to some games too. Yeah, very uh, fortunate. And, and you know, that was fun and it was great. And I, I joke about the parking, but it's not. It's not a thing that needs to. I would much rather you guys be here. So um, Chicha on pace is what score 68 goals. Um, so, you know, he's, he's <laughs> I right did love there. that stat. Yeah, he, yeah, he's absolutely correct stat, by the way, on pace to score 68 goals. Um, and as Aaron says, uh, 34 and 0 at this point. I mean, really, what, the Galaxy on pace for 34 wins. So uh, always he, good. Sitting third in the Western Conference, I think fourth overall in the Supporter Shield with with goal differential and not like this yeah. not like it matters anyway so but something that i was surprised with the supporter shield standings is only um one of eight teams to get a win that first week so when you think of how many teams are in the league uh only eight got three points and so that's that's good company to be in the top one third to one fourth of the league yeah it's great mike great points out that uh shep messing being their uh their their announcer guy or their color guy is, is one, I, man i i love i can i watch some of the highlights and shep was on there i'm like yeah there it is that's there um <laughs> and you know they're they're a good team so uh you can't dismiss them but they're not there yet they're, they're not, not the a same. finish. And by the way, yeah. the Galaxy aren't either. And that's exactly. why this game is a toss-up. That's why you can't sit there and say for sure they're going to win. Um, they should win if they play like they did last Sunday with the ability to close in the second half when New York is going to get tired. Then I think the Galaxy have a good shot at it. Uh, we'll see. Without Sebastian Legette, Julian Araujo comes back. So Araujo should be starting it right back. That should yep. give the LA Galaxy more speed on the right-hand side. So maybe some combination there with uh, Grant Sierra if he's on the right-hand side or if they invert him on the left-hand side. Uh, maybe Efrain, people are saying that maybe Efrain Alvarez will get a chance yeah, to play in this game. It. Saw his name popping up a lot in the chat. Yeah, it's possible that he gets it. Uh, but speaking of Araujo starting, I thought Fisher... Miami tried, it seemed like they were trying to go after Fisher. It seemed like that's where they wanted to push the game through. But, but I liked what Fisher brought. I thought he was, he's very scrappy. He looks like someone who's, who's 
who's going to bring it when he steps into those situations. So I liked what I saw from Fisher, but I'm also excited to see Araujo finally get on the field. You know, he's someone who I, I expect to make a big leap this season. All right. And final thing before we go, um, MLS messed up their website so badly. I'm ready to go strangle them. <laughs> it is um, bad news. They, this is the worst thing. This is the worst thing that happened this week. I know Sebastian Lejai got, they, that's not the worst thing. The worst thing that happened this week is that MLS, without telling anybody, all right, I want you to know my stats that I gather by hand are based off of some 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 hard like truths about how you go about listing things. And in Major League Soccer, for it's not 26 years, but for 20, 24 years or 23, as soon as they got rid of the shootout, has been listing the standings in terms of how you have wins, draws, and losses as wins, losses, draws. That is how they've been listing them. And I've always said, well, that's stupid. It should go really from wins, draws, draws. then losses. And that's how, how it's on the standings. And yeah. that's how a lot of the world goes. But MLS has never done that. They've always kept their way. So all of my stuff is formatted that way. Every single thing that I have, and I'm talking about probably hundreds or thousands of lines of Excel spreadsheets, MLS decided to go wins, draws, and losses now. And it threw me off. I was looking at the standings, looking at things, and I'm like, I'm like, New York didn't, didn't, uh, didn't what yeah. didn't draw. I don't remember. Yeah. I looked at it and I go, that that's, didn't happen. It's all messed up. They screwed it up and <laughs> just totally screwed everything up. So yeah, that's, that's what, that's what happened when they, they released the power rankings, uh, is I saw, you know, teams, oh, oh, and one and oh, and I was like, how are they on the top of the power rankings losing the first game and they're climbing or, or, or something like that. So yeah, it threw me off a little bit. It took me a little bit, uh, to calibrate, but now that we know. We can figure it out. But when, you know, I like to do so a little bit of show prep and try to pull some stats, but usually you can pull, you know, from the tables and, and it, the stats were a little bit of a mess. No, no not also. a little bit of a mess. They yeah. are a complete disaster right now. Yeah. And it's but, not but, just because like you can't find them, Eric. It's not because you haven't used them yet. Yeah. It's because they're not sorted the same way. They're it's not, not user friendly. Uh, it's just, yeah. mm -mm, no. which, which to their credit, the, the new page looks aesthetically pleasing, but as far as for, for what we do, it doesn't it doesn't play, it doesn't help us. Hmm. Good times, guaranteed to be wrong prediction. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Go, go uh, for it. Um, no, for, for this game. No, I don't want to. I don't. You got to do it. it I I was on uh, super chat said you had to. I was on Mark Fishkin's uh, Seeing Red podcast, which by the way, Mark and I go back thirteen seasons. Basically, been doing talking with Mark uh, the whole deal, and so. Uh, I went on Marks and I said, you know, this has, I, I think the Galaxy are in a good spot. I think they're in a good position, but we just don't know enough about the Galaxy. So I said they're going to draw 2-2. Two -two. Um, I'll stick with that. I know that's boring, but to me, the Galaxy are not a finished product. New York is a little bit of an unknown, uh, as much of an unknown as Miami. And the Galaxy kind of got lucky to really, when you look at it, to come back. I mean, they did a good job, but they they scored. They got their three goals in the second half. They did what they needed to do. But the first 60 minutes of that game was kind of a debacle um, whenever you look at how the Galaxy weren't able to progress into that attacking zone. Maybe they learned, and maybe it's easy, but for me, 2-2. Two -two. Yeah, to, to I, a little bit similar. I, I think the Galaxy keep the train rolling. I think Chicharito stays hot, keeps it rolling. He gets gets a goal, uh, and then. But I I think they probably still make a mistake. Probably still a little bit shaky. Araujo's first game back, you know, playing with this mix. Um, so I think they'll give up a goal, but I think they could hold on and win two one, or possibly you know with a tie game two one or one one, and then you know Zubac comes off the bench and comes flying, does a karate kick, right. it bounces off a post, and then hits. Uh, 
hits Cameron Dunbar in the shin guard and goes in. Something wild is going to happen for that second goal. By the way, I'm on here and I'm getting I'm looking at my phone real quick because I got some messages. I mean, sometimes the Galaxy will text me or something like that. I just want to make sure I don't miss anything in case maybe I said <laughs> something wrong. You know, careful but, with that name you drop. Sometimes the Galaxy see, will text me. You don't know when they <laughs> we text at all times. All right, so you never know. Seven o'clock in the morning, sure, not a problem. Um, but one of the one of the Instagram accounts has already has breaking news. Sebastian Legit will be suspended two games, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's my news. That's my news. He, they tagged me. It was fine. I'm just, I always, I would just laugh. I'm like, I'm on here recording a show. I can't even put it out yet. And you know, hold it anyway. This was just That's for, that, it was breaking news for this for people. That's I want fair. people to tune, out there. to tune in and get breaking news on occasion just for them. Because you tuned into the show, you got it before everybody else. You could place your bets before everybody else. You got to do all your stuff. You could prank your friend or whatever you wanted to do, however you wanted to do it. Bet you a hundred bucks. Sebastian doesn't play on Sunday. You know, you could have done that <laughs> you and you, you now have a hundred bucks. This was your chance. This was your chance. All right, Eric, anything else you want to get to, or we are thoroughly talked out for tonight. No, we're good. We're good to go. It felt good to be back and uh, wish everyone the best going back into the stadium. Enjoy, enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself and uh, be, be loud, be loud. We're, we're, you're going back for the first time in a long time. Let's be loud. Let's show those, uh, show those players that we appreciate them and we're happy for them. All right, Eric, tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at HammerEV. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. All right. And if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com. We got videos. We got stories. We got all your stuff right there, cornerofthegalaxy.com. We thank you for joining us tonight on Thursday night. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday. For Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening to, you've been watching Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.